What's going on, podcast fam? It's your boy Jason Craig, aka the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead. And I know that the layout looks a little bit different, but and I'm going to explain to you what's going on. But before I start, let's go ahead and hit that intro real quick. As y'all can see, this is not bring the popcorn tonight. Well, it kind of is, but it's not. As you remember, a month a month or two back, we started bring the controller with my friend Rod Jackson. Unfortunately, he couldn't do it no more, so I got my man Sebastian Malden coming What's in. What's up, everyone? Sebastian, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? I'm Sebastian. I am a I'm your friendly neighborhood nerd, similar to your friendly neighborhood dreadhead right over there. I've been a podcaster for a little bit now. I also, you know, you can find me on the Pro Nerd Report, which is another podcast um, dealing with a whole bunch of nerd content. So not new to the game of podcasting, but I am a fresh set of eyes on the Bring the Controllers podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to talk all that sweet nerdy goodness with y'all tonight. So let's go. Yes, sir. And welcome to the family, man. As Vin Diesel say, family. You're part of the podcast. <laughs> You're part of the Brain the Popcorn family. But tonight, y'all, we're going to start things up. We're going to try to get this done in an hour, and then we're going to switch things over to the Brain the Popcorn podcast because we got things to talk about there. But tonight, if you will behold the scroll, we got Hogwarts Legacy and Midnight Suns delayed once again. <laughs> Sonic 3 movie release date. Finally has a release date. Spider-Man 4 is now on PC, and we'll give our impressions on multiverses so uh let's go ahead and start off with a good old hogwarts legacy i ain't gonna lie uh sebastian i was kind of disappointed because i was ready to accept my admission into hogwarts but seems that i can't go until next year so I i get it i completely understand i was really disappointed that hogwarts legacy was like basically delayed but i get it completely this is the third delay for this game so i think they're really trying to nail this because they know how important this is let's be real there let's just be honest here we never had a good harry potter game we've never had one that was like an 80 or above kind of harry potter game so this one needs to nail it we've had 18 18 harry potter games including like oh, gosh, all man. the movies based on the franchises and then we had spinoffs we've also had you know how the quidditch league game back in the day We've had 18 of these things, including Lego ones, and none of them have hit higher than a 77 on Metacritic. We They need a win right now. So I'm, I'm glad they're taking their time. I'm glad they're trying to fix things, make, make sure everything's like right. Because as a Harry Potter fan myself, I am ready to experience like a quality Harry Potter game. It's been long in the making. It's time. Bring it. Yeah, man, that's the thing. I just like you. I played a lot of those Harry Potter games. Some of them I had fun with when I was a kid, but I'm probably gonna think that they're shitty if I go play them again now. But yeah, now here's my only worry: a lot of games that get delayed, they don't always come out good. If y'all remember a little game called Cyberpunk, <laughs> which, which was in such a bad state when this when it dropped i hope we don't get another cyberpunk because i don't think we have i don't think we have that worry but for one reason for like cyberpunk had like this high anticipation bar to it like it was cd projects red like next dream child after they did a game of the year in the witcher 3 which the wild hunt so i'm like they had a lot of momentum coming into cyberpunk so that one did get delayed, and you know it didn't end up being what it is. I actually think Cyberpunk is a very good game now after the after they've recently had oh, yeah. a lot of the updates. And if you play it on next gen, it's a completely different experience than it was at launch. But all that said, is like I don't think we have to worry about that because the bar is not very high for like Hogwarts Legacy. Let's be honest here: the last thing that studio did, like really did, was the Disney Infinity games. You know, the ones with the toys back in the day. That was the right. last thing that studio has done. 
the bar is at an all-time low right now. Harry Potter is like as a franchise is at the all-time low due to J.K. Rowling's like acting ass out here in these streets, <laughs> and and you mix that in with like the lackluster you know franchise franchise fantastic beast and where to find them series you mix all that in and the harry potter as an ip has been at a low so i don't think the bar is quite as high as it was with cg project red's like cyberpunk situation so that has like hogwarts legacy has that going for it and it also has the fact that you know wb games has a substantial budget behind this they have a large budget this is going to this already looks a lot better than any of the Harry Potter like games have ever looked. It already it already has that dynamic to where you can choose your own house. You could already choose your play style based on like the classes you want to take. The whole thing finds like a really cool. It, it mixes in to make this really cool like never before seen kind of Harry Potter game. I'm ready for it. I'm glad they delayed it. Take your time. Make this as good as it needs to be. Yeah, I'm glad too. But like I said, it's just as we know in the past, games that have been delayed. They have, un, they have not met people's expectations because if y'all remember, uh, a little game called Watch Dogs when it first came out, very anticipated, but was delayed multiple times. So hopefully, this is the last delay. I will say like, though, I mean to counteract your Watch Dogs argument, Watch Dogs is an IP has never been high. Like, yeah, let, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, think about like that type of game. You have like Grand Theft Auto, you have you have Grand Theft Auto, you have Saints Row, and then way down here, you have Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, yeah. Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 2, and Watch Dogs Legion all failed as video games commercially. Watch Dogs Legion came out this came out during the launch of the PS5, came out at $60 in August, like around that fall season. And was twenty dollars at Black Friday and never recovered and never got higher than twenty dollars again. I think right. Hogwarts Legacy is going to have longer legs. I think it is going to do a lot better commercially because it's a bigger IP, and I think it's going to do well better in, in the reviews. I'm hoping at least. Right, and also before we go on, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Tim Morwin. Appreciate you for supporting us. But uh, yeah, well. You said something about J.K. Rowling and her antics. We, we all know about her comments towards the LGBTQ community. I wonder how she's going to feel with a bunch of gay and trans wizards running around there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, they're going to have to, I based on the trailer and, like, what I've heard on the streets is, like, they're going to kind of lean into that a little bit more so than, than you would think. They're actually going to involve a lot of those characters. Not necessarily in the forefront of the story, but they are going to be around Hogwarts. So I think they are trying to appease that crowd, so to speak, and appease that demographic, which they and need to just, because she really yeah. she says some wild things out here. Oh yeah, so she says some wild yeah. things out here, and and, and I mean Harry Potter is not just for straight individuals; it's for people of all races, ethnicities, sexualities. Like this is an IP that a lot of people can enjoy and should enjoy without having to have all these political stigmas thrown into it so i that's my two cents on it at least yeah and to everybody saying man why everything gotta be gay like look man newsflash that's the world today you were free to be who you are and jk Rowling may not feel the same way but <laughs> she got she gotta live with it because they may because they're gonna put them gay and trans wizards in there now, oh yeah for sure for yeah. sure now i think one thing one thing to say before we move on is like this is a WB made game. So I right. a part of that is also like the big merger that came out with Discovery. So Discovery might have that. had a hand of, of delaying this game a little bit. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. And we're gonna talk about that Discovery merger in, in a little. We're probably gonna save that for last because I gotta <laughs> I got a lot of things to say about that. Okay. <laughs> but okay. yeah, but yeah, here's my my only gripe with this game. Cause mm -hmm. you remember when they were first talking about it. When like uh, talks were first coming about, coming about with this game, it was supposed to be an MMO. I was like, "Oh, cool! That is cool. It'll be an MMO. It'll, I can basically be at a lived-in Hogwarts with other, with other, you know, players like myself online." But then they switched it to you know single-player open-world adventure. I was low-key kind of bummed, but all these games that I've picked back up that are single-player only campaigns, I've been having a blast, and it's just. 
a breath of fresh air to, for that these gaming companies are finally seeing not everything has to be multiplayer. Thank you. Thank you, man. <laughs> I am so for you for those of you who don't know me, like I am a single player guru. Like I gravitate more towards the single player experiences than the multiplayer experiences. So when I heard that this was leaning away from the MMO and going to like a very much narrative-based single player experience, I jumped up for joy. Now I get to experience like a true Harry Potter centric story. I don't have to worry about like oh like let's go and run off and do 15 errand quests because that's what an mmo is like i don't have to worry about that if you want an mmo there are plenty of mmos out there go play final fantasy 14 go go have your fun with that <laughs> let us experience what it's like to be a wizard with a very cool narrative with a very cool like curated story and let us get to like pick our houses let us get to like pick what what classes we want to be in and let us like actually get to experience like the gravitas of being in Hogwarts, of being like a in a real cool story and with the Goblin Rebellion involved. That sounds amazing. Don't give me an MMO with this. Give me a, a single player narrative based story. My only gripe is let us play Quidditch because you announced that there's no Quidditch <laughs> in this game and I lost it. Like, let us actually play Quidditch. That's a part of the Hogwarts experience, man. Hey, maybe they might add it. Maybe they might add it later. Who knows? But like me, I'm not much of an MMO, but I will say since I'm a huge Elder Scrolls uh, stand, that's one. Elder Scrolls, ESO was something I really enjoyed. I wanted to play Final Fantasy 14, but they were charging <laughs> for subscriptions. I like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, play, I'm not paying to play online. I, I already do. I already do that with get with a PlayStation Plus and and Xbox Gold. No, I'm not not giving you more money. No, I get it completely. I'm I'm not the MMO person at all. So I'm like, yeah, uh, there's plenty of them out there. You can maybe play ESO, maybe play on Fallout 76 if you want to get that fixed. But it's not for me. Give me a narrative based experience all day, every day, no problems. I feel that I might have to bring them to the dark side, y'all. Because <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but we were talking about making money. This one movie that made money when it first, when it came out, it was a sequel, huge hit. People, some people enjoyed it more than the first one. We're talking about good, that good old friendly uh, blue hedgehog with his red echidna friend and his whatever Tails is, yellow whatever <laughs> he is. I think Tails is a fox, right? Oh yeah, yeah. T Tails the fox, shitty ass fox. But uh, tell yeah, Tails the fox, and we you know with uh James Marston, as uh, I forgot his name, I forgot their name. Don't matter. I think his name but, Dave, right? <laughs> yeah, classic, sounds right. Classic plain ass name. But uh, yeah, we finally have a release date for Sonic the Hedgehog three, and I'm gonna let you take that one. I'm gonna let you take the reins on that one, man. So we finally have a release date. It comes out in 2024, and it looks like, so no spoilers here, but it looks like one of the post-credit sequences from the last Sonic movie is going to play a heavily, heavy part into this next sequel. So we got it in 2024. We didn't get a solid release date, but we do know it, it is coming. That's exciting. Another thing that's really exciting, if you want to tune in on the Pro Nerd Report podcast, we are interviewing a writer from Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. So check in on the podcast for, for all that later. But going back to the centralized story of all this, I think this is a really cool thing. I'm going to miss I'm going to miss um, Jim Carrey not playing Dr. Robotnik anymore because he allegedly retired from actual acting and everything like that. Alleged, allegedly never say never in this kind of world. Right. right? But so, yeah, I'm going to miss that. But I feel like based on where they went in the story with the first movie and the second movie, like. There's plenty of room to explore other antagonists, especially in that heavy Sonic lore, because there are, it's not just Dr. Robotnik's story. There's a lot of different antagonists yeah. in Sonic. So I think there's a I think this this movie is going to be pretty legit. I don't necessarily think we're getting fatigue heavy on Sonic the Hedgehog. It feels like it's gaining momentum, gaining speed right now. So bring it on, man. More Sonic the better. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so I'm a we're just gonna go ahead and say the spoilers because it's been like almost, <laughs> it, it, it's been a while. If you haven't seen Sonic, oh well. But if you know the post-credit scene, 
our man Shadow was teased at the very end of the movie, which for me, I, I really like that because I enjoy Sonic Adventure 2. But it also worries me because we all know that after Sonic Adventure 2, that's when the decline of Sonic started to happen with good old Sonic and the Hedgehog 06. Oh, yeah. And oh, and oh boy. As soon as I saw Sonic kiss him, as soon as I saw a, a princess kiss Sonic, I'm like, that's weird and I don't like that. No, it felt weird. It felt weird. I've always felt like Sonic should have been hidden on that pink hedgehog looking thing. Oh, yeah. I don't remember um, her name. I felt like that was. Yeah. I feel like I, that was where they should have leaned towards. Like, Sonic should never be in a, uh, like, who killed Roger Rabbit kind of situation. Like, who framed yeah. Roger Rabbit situation. Like, yeah. It should never be in that kind of, that kind of, like, relationship. But. I, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I I do get a little worried because the introduction of Shadow brings a whole dichotomy of problems yeah. associated with it, and especially, like, if you played Shadow the Hedgehog, that boy was actually strapped. He was carrying them Glocks with him. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, from, oh, yeah, from that, I forgot, I forgot that game that gave him guns. <laughs> yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog, they were giving him actually guns, boy. He was telling them things, so I'm a little, I'm a little worried <laughs> on what direction they're going to go with this movie. I, why did they give him guns? I, I really want to know that. I don't know. I don't remember why they actually gave him guns. I, I have no idea. But, like, he was legitimately carrying guns. And a part of the gameplay was you just going around capping fools. Like, you were yeah. super fast. You had the rollerblade, like, action going on. And you were just going around shooting them things. So, I don't necessarily think they're going to involve that in this movie. They can, I don't think they're going to lean that heavily into that. But I don't necessarily know. And to me, I... I don't necessarily know where they go. That's going to be an interesting story, but but I trust them because they did Sonic One and Sonic Two really well. Yeah, because my only thing is, how are they going to do the Shadow story? Because you know, Shadow's story is kind of well, his origins is really is tied closely to Doctor Robotnik and if oh, Jim for Carrey. Sure. And if Jim Carrey is truly retired, I don't know how that worked because I feel like that's a major aspect of. Um, shadow's character but like i said i love shadow he's one of the very few edge lords that i do like except in shadow the hedgehog game they made him too much of an edge lord by giving him guns <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> why they do shadow i hear straps man i don't know why they did that but it's good to see good video game adaptations because if you remember a few months ago or a month ago, that shitty as Resident Evil um, TV series came out. And I'm like, why is it so hard to get this right? And yes, I know this is my fourth week in a row for ragging on that show. I'm going to keep on doing it until they do better. You have a blueprint. You can do the front, you can do the Spencer Mansion and the rec and, and the art and the Raccoon City Police Department section of the franchise in one season then you want to put nemesis in putting put nemesis in uh season three then um, or season two code veronica season four like the blueprint is that it is not that hard and look i know y'all uh, look i'm all for giving people of color they chance to shine but you don't always have to make people black <laughs> like when that when they made Wesker black, my girlfriend was like, why you have such a big deal about, like, if you know who, what Wesker is, he is basically an ubermensch who wants to create a master race. A black dude in that role does not fit at all. And they had that brother, like, Blade mixed with Count Chocula, so. They did. They did. I'm going to say something controversial to you. Maybe, maybe we've we've come to a point in our lives where we just need to admit some hard truths here. Maybe Resident Evil doesn't need to be made into a live action anything. Maybe we just need to keep it as a video game. Then maybe okay. it's maybe it's not story centric enough to be made as a live action adaptation of anything. To be honest, oh no! It, uh, like I said, I, I've played all the games. It's enough story. It's just the fact these video game companies or these companies that make the, these studios that make these that make these um, video game adaptations. They look at the wiki page and they said, we got all we need to make this movie. And it looked nothing like the movie. 
to be honest, Juve Bowl, that German director, he's the reason why we don't have nice things in the first place. Remember, <laughs> he, was, he remember, uh, remember he was the one that did that shitty ass Blood Rain movie, mm-hmm. Hostel. Um, I think it was he? Uh, it was other video game adaptations that he did, and like, come to find out that he was doing that. Come on, he was doing like he was making them shitty video game adaptation movies to find to um I guess access the loophole in the German tax laws. Okay, okay. Having... How, how about I give you a question? I'm gonna give you a hardball question here. What's if up? you let's say they hired you, they Netflix right. came to you and they were like, "Hey, Jason, you get the reins, you get full control, but you have to oversee everything." Who are you picking to direct a Resident Evil movie or TV show? Hmm. Who would I pick? Who would you pick? I would. I would say um he's dead now, but the dude that did a Night of the Living Dead, he would have been okay. perfect for it. He would have been perfect okay. for. It. But if I had to go with directors now, oh, that's when hard. You're you know what? Here. I would. I would say. I would say uh John. I think John Krasinski could direct it well. Okay. Okay. Quiet place. I got you. I got you. Yeah, because. Um, because if you saw some of those shots in the quiet place too, it looks like ripped right out of the last of us part two and the last of us part two is kind of like resident evil. I feel like he would direct it. Well, now writing, I'm writing the shit. Look, mm-hmm. he can direct it. I'm, I'm writing the shit. The, like okay, I said, I the, simple, the simple thing you have to do is just do, do um resident evil zero and one in one season. And then if, then you could do the, um, the RIPD, Flat, um, you can do the RPD in the same or either in the same season or the second season. Third season can be Nemesis. And then if you want to go on from there, go forth. But the thing that people get wrong about this, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm, I'm going to give y'all a reason why these things fail. Resident Evil, in a way, is self-contained. Even though it's happening like, you know, in a country or whatnot, it's never a worldwide thing. Like if you played any of the games, it's always a combined location. Resident Evil 1 was the Spencer. Resident Evil 0 and 1 was the Spencer Mansion. Well, I think Resident Evil 0 was in a facility. Then they moved yeah. to Spencer Mansion. Resident Evil 2, the, the the Raccoon City Police Department. Resident Evil 3 was just all throughout Raccoon City being chased by Nemesis. 4, you had the, four, you had the village in South America. 5 is where... 5 and 6 is where they kind of tried to go worldwide yeah. and... <laughs> And it and it messed it six almost killed the series in, t- in like completely. Five was manageable because you because you were still only following those characters. Six, fuck that game. Um, seven, you're in uh, the I want to say in the bayous of Louisiana, and then yeah, biohazard. Eight, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then eight, you're you're in a village. You're in, you're back in a village. So I'm saying if if you see the pattern of the good of the good games. You are in a confined, like it's self-contained. It's not around the world. It's not a people mistake it for being in a regular zombie story, and it's completely not that. No, for these sure. Are not. Not, for, these for are sure. not zombies. These these are bio weapons. You have biotech. Wesker is the biggest bioterrorist slash neo-Nazi I've ever played. I've ever seen in a video game, and that's that's the that that's the beauty of Resident Evil is that. It's a simple. It starts off as a simple premise, but it expands into something far more epic and great. I I'm just gonna make a a wild wild accusation here. It's I'm gonna drop some bombs here. I think I think it is. I think uh, while I like Resident Evil, I'm not a, I'm not a mega fan. But I think one of the uphill battles they also have are, are like the characters and showing us character development right. and such like that. Because a lot of a lot of what we experience in Resident Evil is done from the central protagonist. Right. We are the central protagonist versus like a game such as you mentioned, Last of Us. Last of Us is a beautifully made game with heavy, um, heavy, heavy character development with heavy characters that we actually get to know and love, and because that's it's more of that is the primary goal of the story there is to show you these characters to show to really get you to love each individual character there was two black characters in in the last of us uh, a brother and his and his little brother and we only got to know them for what what seemed to be like 2 hours but those are two right. heavy hours because they really like lay out right. these are these characters these are what they this is what they've been through 
and they really hammered home like the sense of what it means to be human there's heavy there's also heavy like themes in that game so i actually think like the last of us show coming out on hbo is going to be like what resident evil wish it could be (laughs) oh i'm gonna be real pray to god because if you're they cannot mess up to my most favorite uh, post-apocalyptic video game. But well, actually, Resident Evil isn't even post-apocalyptic. But here's the thing, though: Resident Evil it had like it, you played the games, right? I don't yeah. know how many mm-hmm. you played. You play, I don't, so I've you never played know. five and six, but I played all the rest. Okay, five. I say give five a chance. Maybe one day we can do like a Twitch stream and have us play co-op with five because that's a fun game. Six can eat my dick. Six my I'll tell you what, what. When they 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 just announced Resident Evil Four remastering, when they do Resident Evil Five, I'm on board. I do not want to go back to the jankiness of the old game, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, was it that janky? I don't remember how janky it was, mm-hmm. but the th- but but you know, like the step characters like Leon S. Kennedy, Chris Redfield, mm-hmm. Claire Redfield, Jill Valentine, Ada Wong. They have interesting characters in the, in their own rights that have been fleshed out through the media. But when you see these movies, when you make when you make Leon as Kennedy a brown man, a brown man who is incompetent as hell, that's what made me mad. It's not the fact that he was brown, it was just the fact that he was incompetent. Leon was naive, he was not incompetent. <laughs> like, like I don't know if you saw that shitty ass movie, but he, he didn't even know how to use a gun. Like, how are you? A police officer, and you don't know how to fire your gun. I think that's like police officer one on one is at least learning how to fire fire a a firearm. So I get it completely. I don't think that is it's necessarily a good show. I didn't finish it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I didn't I didn't I saw this and I was like life is too short, man. I got a lot of and plus we're in a really good time. As I know this is not about movies and TV shows, but. We're in a really good time where we have a lot of really good games out right now and a lot of good shows coming out right, right. now. So I was just like, I'm going to leave this to the people who are really dedicated towards this. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to let them submit themselves to this punishment. I'm out. I'm going to go find. <laughs> I got plenty of other good stuff to watch. So, yeah, and play quote, for that matter. I feel you, man. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I do my podcast. I try to do everything that's trending. And sadly, that was trending. So, man, I watch, do it. I, I waste my money and time so y'all don't have to. I understand. I feel the same way because recently I saw Dragon Ball's Super Superhero and mm, hit me hard. I did not like that one. Did not like oh, yeah. that one. So oh, I get really? It. Dang, I I got I got to watch that one because I was looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, but you know what? Wasn't a waste of time and money when it came out, man. What's that? A good old, a good old friendly neighborhood Spider Man on the PS4. Let's go. So, so let's talk about this. You know, um, ever since that game's released, what back in 2018, I think it was. Yeah, I want to say it was 2018. 2018. Back when that game was released in 2018, we uh we people had been asking for it on PC and Sony, they said that they would give it to them, but it just they kept on prolonging it and prolonging it and prolonging it. But we're finally getting it on PC, or I think it's already out or coming soon. Yeah, it's already out. Okay, so as you know, it's finally on PC, and I'm actually excited because there was one of my favorite games of that year. I think that was a good year for games because was my well, no, was Final Fantasy that that same year? Was Final, Final or was Fantasy that the year which after? one? There's seven remake. Or was that the I year think after? That was next? year after. Well, well, it was two years, two two year, uh, two good, um, two years of two year stretch of good games coming out. And that was one of my favorites. Oh, what? No, I think it was Red Dead Redemption that came out then. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm so here's here's a list of like my favorite games from 2018, and you and you can kind of feed off that. We had Monster Hunter World. We had DBZ Fighters. You had Celeste, which is absolutely amazing if you like a platformer. You had Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is mwah, the chef's kiss. Crim de la Crim. Red Dead Redemption 2, you had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I'm just going to I'm gonna throw shots out there right now. The best Assassin's Creed game of all time. Um, then you also had, let's see, Far Cry 5, which is just eh. You had, Tomb, uh, <laughs> you had Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the Definitive Edition. I think that one's actually very underrated as a game. You had the Shadow of Colossus remake. 
um, which was pretty good. Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is a game that was underrated. Very game. Oh, for sure, for sure. Very underrated. underrated, man. I um I started my my run on my PS5 versus my PS5 mm-hmm. out of commission. I think when I get paid again, I might get that game because I was the thing about that game. Sorry, we keep going on tangents, but the thing, no, no, it's all good. The thing about that game that hooked me was the world that it built, and that soundtrack is just that, that soundtrack sounds like it. It's like it belongs in the movie. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I found out while doing my research after playing the game, you know, that he actually hired an orchestra to do his whole soundtrack. It doesn't surprise me. That one's really good. Like, yeah, man. Really good. But, and, and, and also, if y'all go in that game thinking that y'all are going to, uh, tank everything. Nah, you, you were, when I, when I say you were green, this man don't even know how to hold a sword. Nah, you get you your ass beat. You are going to get whooped. Like for real, and the realism of that game, the, the yeah. fact that they have limb damage is very underrated. That game is one if you haven't tried it, it's stupidly cheap right now because it it is on the little bit on the older side. So I definitely recommend trying it out. If you try, Steam always has it for for sale. You always have it on sale on the Xbox Store and on the PS Store. So definitely try Kingdom Come Deliverance. I think they even have like the um the edition with all the dlc on sale as well so check that one out divinity original sin 2 which is a highly one of the better one of the better like turn-based games of all time um also came out that year spider-man but let's go to the main event of 2018 it was god of war god of war that's that i I forgot that yeah god of Mm -hmm. war me personally i know a lot of people not gonna hate me but i didn't really like the god of war games that much well i I really the gameplay was cool i just didn't like the story i just feel like this is very like this is a very immature game because it's just hades just mindless violence and just fucking i guess i really enjoyed this more because at first i like kratos he's a cool character i wouldn't necessarily say i like him as a character but that 2018 god of war that made me love kratos as a character because it fleshed out his character more than just being angry and being and you know and being damned by the gods it 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 gave him humanity which is something that i was missing in kratos because you know the first game off rip he he is ripped and devoid of his humanity after after his people are slaughtered he kills his own daughter and his wife yeah 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 and we've come a long way since the first game but i i can completely understand your critiques of the the original series especially especially with two and three because like i think the first one does have a solid story and the fact that like right you are basically tricked into killing your own personal family and then as a punishment like the ashes of your family members are just surrounds you and you are always carrying the ashes of your family on you right and, like and you can kind of understand why he goes into a fit of rage and uh a, just becomes an unbound killing machine after that but i can understand why like god of war 2018 is a masterpiece it is a master class yes. of storytelling it's a master class of like of character development of like learning how of kratos learning how to be a father as well as learning right. how to like teach his boy how to be a warrior and atreus in itself coming into his own as his own individual right. person and them both coming together as two very separate people and very separate ideologies so to speak and the different ways that they were raised and to come together for a common goal to like basically send off a person that they both love so much it's a heavy thing but it's a, such a real thing because we all deal with grief and we all deal with like okay what's the next steps in our lives how do we how do we move forward from this so it is one of those things to where like i cannot say enough glowing things about god of war 2018 and i cannot wait until ragnarok later this year yeah man i, I just can't wait to ragnarok this year that, that's, that's why i gotta get my ps5 fixed soon because then the callisto protocol this is about to take up all my time yeah yeah i completely understand i think god of war is god of war is on my most anticipated list it is smack dab with a bullet number one so i get it completely yeah man but also a game that you mentioned that year um sorry y'all we're going to no, we go also trying to fill we also trying to fill time as well yeah but, for sure. but another game that i really enjoyed i still have not beat i've had to restart it so many times because my save data got deleted was red dead redemption 2 that game Whoa. was amazing you have never beat I'm, Red Dead Two yet? No, I, I've not. I, I, every time I start, either something happened with my PS4, I had to get a new one, 
or it got corrupted and I had to keep on starting over. But every time I started over, I like I'm still enjoying this game. No matter how oh, that game is a masterpiece, especially if you play it yeah. now on the next gen consoles. The fact that the yeah. quick loading is just it is seamless. It is really it is right. a masterpiece. So I definitely recommend like at least finishing it just so you can see the way like Arthur's story concludes. Right, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Probably going to buy that on the Xbox as well. I think what I'm probably going to start doing now is buying my single player games on the Xbox that aren't that aren't like exclusives. Just buy my single player games on the Xbox and probably game my ps5 with the homies because i just feel like th- th- that's just right so i can get both i get good use out of both of them but that me, is uh, that's get... different because i feel like most people do the opposite most people for most people like they don't buy games for their xbox because it's quote unquote a game pass machine and they will play yeah. like the multiplayer games because a lot of people you know play multiplayer game games on xbox and then like on the other ways like on the other side of the fence, you have PlayStation, which is very much like a exclusives machine and one that basically shoots out these very rich narrative event, like single right. player experiences. So I think that's interesting that you're doing the opposite effect from what I know well, here. Well, that's only because, well, I'm still going to buy the PlayStation exclusives because I love mm-hmm. the PlayStation exclusives. But my friends, they all have a PS5 because they all feel like Xbox is the lesser console. I'm going to tell you all right now. Both consoles look goddamn sad. Oh, they're they, they're amazing. They, they they are pitting y'all against each other just so y'all can give one of the companies more or less money. But yeah. I will say though, I mean, they are they are a, a very similar machine, but I will say there are some very differences between like the way the companies are managed and the fact oh, that oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and now that they both have quote unquote their versions of Game Pass, um, like look at what look at what PlayStation has as far as its library goes, and then look at what Xbox has, and can you and then look at the exclusives that Xbox has put out within the last let's go with five years just to be on the safe side. Yeah, and you they, have what they lacking in the exclusives, but like I will say, the one thing that Xbox has over PlayStation is that Game Pass. That Game Pass is amazing. Oh, it and is. And the fact that um, they legit, they are doing big dick power moves by buying all these video game companies so they can get, you know, the first party rights. Like Starfield, I was looking forward to it on PlayStation. Like, you know, playing them all I'm getting playing mm-hmm. on my PlayStation. But then I saw coming to Game Pass. Yeah, I'm just going to get that on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But before, I'm like, I am going to play Starfield, but I do have a word, like a word of warning. What are the last games that come out for Bethesda? Yeah, you're right. Well, I heard Fallout that, 76, um, Fallout 4. And the okay, last well, Fall- thing that Todd, ha- Todd Howard has created was like Skyrim. And what what year was Skyrim? It's like, I want to say it was 2000. Was 11? 2010? 2010, 2011. That man and that studio has not put out a, rele- a, a new hardcore banger in the last decade. Wait, they did Deathloop, right? Deathloop was Bethesda, but it was a separate studio from the Todd Howard oh, studio. Oh, okay. Because so, I'm going to say, I heard, I heard Deathloop was actually really good. <laughs> Deathloop is fantastic, but that's like, um, I believe that's Arcane, right? The one who made Dishonored and the Dishonored. Might, you know what? It, it, it might be because it looked, it has a similar style feel. Man, give yeah. us another Dishonored game. I love those games. I, you Have you played Deathloop yet? Nah. Play Deathloop and you will never want another Dishonored game. Deathloop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Deathloop. I was like, let's be real here. Like, Dishonored is a very good franchise. It's, I'm not taking anything away from it. Dishonored fans don't come at me. But, like, Dishonored 1 and 2 are, like, B-tier games. They are B-tier games, and they commercially did not sell well. Deathloop is an A game. It might not have sold as well as they probably wanted it to, but, like, Deathloop is a A game. If you look at like all the reviews, there are nines and tens across the board. And playing as a central brother like us, someone who's chocolate, oh, yeah. like being the star of a game, and the fact that like they took all the lessons that they learned from Dishonored and made it this modern, really cool, like retro 70s kind of like artistic style game, but like put in that nice, like modern day gameplay with it it is it is magnificent game go everyone go play death loop and the the crazy thing is it's a game that was made by bethesda who bethesda is owned by xbox now 
and it's still a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> so, it, it's like, I don't know. That's like so weird because it's, I don't know how, how that works. But also, I feel like PlayStation, they're now finally starting to see their ways because PlayStation, they were, it's either in house or it's nothing. We don't do no cross play, none of that. But I now that I think we're seeing because just from my point of view, as it comes mm-hmm. from the business side, I feel like Xbox has been winning as far as the business side when it comes to the, the Series X and the and the uh, versus the PS5. Well, for one, because the availability was yeah. more frequent and convenient for Xbox, PlayStation, they wanted, you know, I got lucky. I got lucky getting my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of us <laughs> did. Most of us did. But I think to your credit, though, I mean, it is the it is the fact that Xbox is more available, but it's also when you really just look at it, it's the Xbox Series S, the the smaller yeah, that, the smaller that unit the that's changing. really that's really doing the it's really the what's inflating those numbers because I'm like that's that's been available almost from day one. And when yeah, you go into because- any store, you can actually physically always see those stocked up into the stores. When in Costco today, there was fifteen of them. Like I could have grabbed three of them today. <laughs> like they are always in stock. They are in stock like they're frosted flakes. Like for real. Well, well, you know that's because um, Xbox. I think Xbox is more for the casual fans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, they're more they're more for the casual fan. Like you know, casual fans they want the newer games. They want newer games, but they don't have to have all the you know all the high end graphics or whatnot. As long as the thing still looks still looks good and smooth and they can play all the newest games with their friends then that's all they want really oh yeah for sure and i think it's even going to be a bigger game changer with the the numbers as time goes on especially with um the samsung tvs like a samsung tv is now included game pass game cloud included with those tvs and i i know it's not going to stop with samsung so with all the tvs moving forward probably eventually going to have a game pass app integrated into those into the uh, basically into each and every tv that comes out it's going to be huge like that's going to be a selling point like there's going to become a time where they're going they're going to have plenty of chips available and so xbox can still be pumping out but for those extra casual people who don't even want to buy that console who only just has to go out and buy a controller that TV in, with the with Game Pass integration with the Xbox Game Cloud is going to be clutch. It's going to be next level for a lot of different people. Right, right. I, I also can't wait. But uh, back to uh, you know the Spider Man. I'm glad it's finally on PC because I want people to PC players to experience what I experienced the first time I played it because mm-hmm. that game gave me everything I wanted. I loved um, Yuri. I forgot his last name. But Yuri as Peter Parker and Spider-Man, live action or animated or, or in video games, he is one of my favorite. He is in my top three for my favorite Spider-Man, my favorite p- people that portrayed Spider-Man because he got Peter down to a T. And I loved seeing um, I loved seeing Kingpin for a little bit. I love seeing uh, the Rhino because that Joe DiMaggio shit fucked me all the way up back in the Amazing Spider-Man days. I I I never want. I was I like we ain't never gonna get a good Rhino ever since then. But who else we saw? We saw Elect. We saw was it was Electro's in that game, right? Electro was um briefly in that. He was especially yeah. it was Electro and Vulture that you got to fight together. Yeah. That was one of the which, two boss fights. Which was cool to see because we haven't seen Vulture in a video game in a while. Um, then you know also we had Lorenthal. Uh, Yuri Lorenthal is the name you're yeah, looking for, by yeah, the way. Mm-hmm. Yuri Lorenthal, great did a great job then also had doc Ock. and i ain't gonna lie man it was a very emotional conclusion to that game not gonna spoil oh, for it. sure it was, a, it was a very emotional ending man and they did something that i did not think they were going to do in the first game oh yeah i i completely loved the way they went with um the spider-man 2018 and the fact that people now get to play it on pc um it's breathtaking it's it's really right. like a it's a it shows how long long we've come and how far we've come with playstation integrating their games into pc i do like the cadence of it i don't necessarily think it should have been like four years that it took to get to pc but i think uh i don't i don't but i think two years after their initial release of a game if you're not going to do day and date with pc is perfect because let's face it like i 
I think, and here's my theory on this, they release PC ports of games right before new iterations of their games are coming out within a year of those. If you look at God of War, God of War came out last year for PC. God of War was it's coming out this year. God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year. If you look at the Uncharted series, like there's always a cadence of like that, okay, we have another game up. Let's start pushing this on PC so that we can kind of boost the audience and kind of give a, a bigger a bigger crowd exposed to this IP. With Uncharted, it wasn't necessarily another game. It was their movie. But there's always something coming up to where they're like, okay, we'll put this on PC now to promote something coming up right. within our next calendar year. If And with um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man um, Spider 2 is scheduled for 2023. So this lets me know that at least like this is on track to come out. This is right. like they right now they completely think that this game is going to nail that 2023 release date. And I hope so because uh, I think Venom is in that game, mm -hmm. uh, voiced by the iconic Tony Todd or Candyman, mm -hmm. as some of y'all know. And uh, I want to say that Craven's in the game, yeah, Craven the Hunter. That, I think, cool. yeah, I think the I I have a feeling they're going to do the classic story of Craven and Venom becoming one as well. Yeah. But I think they're also going to do the classic story of like Peter getting the symbiote for the first time. And oh, yeah. And you playing as Miles having to take down Peter as a boss fight. I think that is that'd, that'd be cool. I mean, I think. I think they're going to lean that way because I think uh, originally, you know, Peter is always usually the first one who gets that suit. Right. And he he's feeling himself when he gets it. Like he feels like, oh, OK, this thing is empowering me. It's making me a better Spider-Man. And then he slowly starts to see the the negative that is uh, that is affecting his actual personality. I think we're going to see that and we're going to see Mal, how that affects Mal's as far as like okay, I have to step in because my mentor is in over his head. Like, he doesn't see how this thing is affecting him. So I think we're going to have to take down Spider-Man, and then those two are going to have to take down Venom Craven, uh, like Craven. Right. So Also, I'm just not ready. If that is the case, I, I'm not ready to see my, my boy Miles get beat to a pulp because you already know that's going to happen the first time he fights Peter. Oh, I think so. I think so. But I think... If they play it right, I don't. I think that should be the, those four should be the primary characters, and then there should right. be like side characters. I do not want to see Green Goblin in this game. Like I think Green, you save Green Goblin for the third game, third and final game of the trilogy. Well, like I, like uh, I'm trying to figure out who would they have play Green Goblin in this one because at the end of the game, they they already teased who Venom was, and I was and I was looking at uh, you know who we all see as Green Goblin. A little bit old to play an intimidating green goblin, but hey, they might can make it work. I mean, but yeah, I mean, to me, when I saw Spider, when I saw Spider Man 2018, he kind of reminds me of like the old original Tobey Maguire Spider Man, like the way you right. actually see him look a little older. He's middle age right. as well, so but he just does not look intimidating. Like Will Willem Dafoe looked intimidating. Willem that, Dafoe uh, like always looks intimidating. <laughs> like <laughs> I think the. I think the cool point about like Norman Osborn is not the fact that he always looks intimidating. It's how crazed he looks once he gets yeah. like the goblin serum in him. So it's like, right. I don't necessarily need him to look intimidating now. I need him to start looking intimidating and crazed once we actually start seeing that goblin right. serum and how it affects him. So I think at the end of that game, that's what I want. I want at the end of the game for I him to say goblin. Like, yeah, basically him either putting the suit on or basically him injecting himself, and then we hear a voice that we hear the goblin laugh in the back background, and right. give us that. I think like give us that. And Insomniac's working on two games right now. They're working on Wolverine and they're working on Spider Man Two. I that studio is big though because if you remember correctly, that studio's also they were also the studio that did Ratchet and Clank. Great game. Ray, great game. Ratchet <laughs> and Clank Rift Apart is a great game. That tells me that there's possibly three studios under Insomniac. Right. What's the third game it, they're working it, on? It, yeah, but I say it has to be because thinking about it, a Rift Apart, a Rift Apart was what? Last, just last, I want to say it was just yeah, last it was, year. it was last year. It's like, so they've been putting out games consistently over, like in the past five years. 
I'm really excited for it, but I'm really excited for my PC, my fellow PC gamers to yeah, experience sure. this game because it is to me, it's at the top of one of my favorite Spider-Man games just because it gives you the old swinging feel of the of Spider-Man 2 of like you no know, uh, you know based off the movie it gives the like the good like the nice swinging feel of that game and it just has a very interesting story with a bunch of intriguing characters mary jane is actually useful <laughs> yeah yeah i hate her missions but she's very useful in this game yeah yeah, I had uh, well, you're gonna get used to that because there's gonna be a whole lot more in that one. <laughs> I well, at least like in Miles Morales, by the way, and PC gamers, they just they recently announced Miles Morales is also coming to PC pretty soon. So if you like what you play with Spider Man, look forward to having Miles Morales in the future. But um, what I was gonna say is with Miles Morales, at least like they had those same kind of Mary Jane kind of missions, but they modernized right. it a little bit. So I'm like, right. Wait, so I think we're slowly getting to the point where they realize, okay, people aren't necessarily feeling this type of style of missions. Maybe we'll move it, move the game away from that a little bit. But right. what I was saying earlier with them having three studios, I think they're working on a Gwen Stacy game as well. It's like a Spidey oh. Gwen game. That that'd be cool because you know she's been she's uh, been a fan favorite to a lot of the comic book fans. I've recently coming up with their own. I haven't read many Spider Gwen comics. I read like her spinoffs in the um in the uh big in the big into the Spider Verse story. Yeah. When uh I forget I forgot the I forgot that dude's name who was hunting down all the spider all the spider totems. Yeah, I um I forgot his name, but the they were basically like spider vampires, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a cool story, and like yeah, a lot of people so I read some of her spinoffs. It was actually, I actually like Spider Gwen. So I'm I'm excited for that. But uh another Marvel game I'm kind of not excited for. I was excited for it at first, but then I realized what type of it game was it was. Yeah, it was turn based. I don't got a problem with turn based. If you can make it interesting like Final Fantasy, it's crazy. I love Final Fantasy turn based. Everything I just tried everything else. I guess Pokemon counts too. I haven't played yeah. Pokemon game in a while. But like, yeah, Midnight Suns got delayed again. I I wasn't really too heartbroken about that. Well, I was heartbroken myself. I was heartbroken for people who was, you know, looking Actually forward, looking forward to, it. to it. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the Midnight Suns is cool. You got Ghost Rider. You got uh, Doctor Strange. Well, Blade. I think, yeah, Blade. Mm-hmm. Who else? I don't really know the Midnight Suns roster that well. You got um, Ghost Rider, Blade. You have Ghost Rider, Blade. You have Doctor Strange is sometimes in it. Spider-Man is sometimes in it. But a lot of it is focused on the supernatural characters right. so you also so have like, like they're just league dark yeah, they're sure. just league dark man, yeah, for sure for sure so i mean you do uh I, one thing i don't like about midnight suns and that's the game we're alluding to midnight suns everyone was officially delayed until 2023 we don't quite have a release date for it we don't necessarily know what quarter is coming out in anyways but we do know midnight suns will be delayed until next year unfortunately but if, if we're looking at some of the bright sides, you know, if you do like turn-based games, look forward to this one. This one looks like it's going to be very fun. It also looks like if if you really enjoyed those games, such as, like, um, I'm going to say, like, Fire, Fire Emblem Three Houses is, is another turn-based game that a lot of people should play. Um, that studio also did, um, what was the shooter <coughs> game that they did? Um, XCOM? XCOM, yeah, XCOM one and XCOM two. That one, um, if you have tried those out and you really like those, this is going to be a little similar to that. It does have a card mechanic to it as well, so it's kind of like a card game mixed in with a turn-based XCOM. So, but I feel like Marvel they they delayed this game for a reason. They thought they really saw that this game isn't quite that fun factor where people expect Marvel games to be now, especially after Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider Man. I feel like Marvel is going to hit that point where, like, it's almost like the movies. We expect qual- that level of quality from yeah, their yeah. games as well. So I think this delay is a good thing, and hopefully we will see that quality that we're, we're expecting, similar to Mar- uh, Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and not like Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, now, I will say this. I wish they could have did how they did Final Fantasy fifteen. To where you know they had both turn base and like mm-hmm. you know like the free, uh, like the free, um, like the free the free flowing combat. combat. Yeah, yeah. The free flowing combat. 
If, see, if they would have did that, they would have hooked me. I might give it a shot. If somebody can give me a review copy, I'll definitely give it a shot. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. Like, you mentioned Final Fantasy 15. I wish they would have done this more like, and this is an older game, Ultimate Alliance. Marvel. Oh, yeah. I love I loved. I was just about to say that. Look, I mm-hmm. get Midnight Suns, but give me my Marvel Ultimate Alliance. God damn it. I need some more of that in my life. Because that was yeah, really I- fun. I really loved um, another game that was very similar to that. X-Men Legends is another game. Oh, yeah. Very much the same game as, like, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. If they could have given us, like, a Midnight Suns version of those games, I think a lot more people would be excited about this game. I think because it would speak to an audience of pretty much anyone who plays video games versus anyone who plays just, like, turn-based games. I'm a turn-based game player myself. You can put me in Civilization, and I'm going to pretty pretty much eat my whole day in civilization so i'm a turn-based gamer but that's not for everyone that completely is not a genre for everyone yeah so that got delayed so sorry gamers you won't get to 2023 (laughs) yeah 2023 2023 is looking stacked though yeah i was looking real stacked but hey you may not be getting your your midnight suns but at least for right now you can play Good old multiverses was our last topic for for this show. Uh, multiverse came out, I want to say, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, the beta. And I'm not, yeah, and I'm not going to lie. This beta, as far as all the other type of Smash clones, this has actually been, been my favorite Smash clone. Because that Nickelodeon one, that, that one could eat my dick. That that, that one could <laughs> eat, eat dick, man. That, that, that shit was trash. Uh, PlayStation All-Stars, it was fun until you went online and you were just you were surrounded by a bunch of Nathan Drakes and them got and that motherfucking kill zone sitting sitting at the back of the map just sniping. You just see a bunch of red lasers just go off the whole map. That just made it so damn toxic and so unbalanced. But this one right here, it still it has its bugging issues. But for right now, it's still it's pretty fun. I feel like the balance is there. I feel like the balance is, is there. Like I said, it, it's not no smash. I'm not going to put it at that level, but it has a potential to be just as good as Smash. It's a really fun game. Right now, my favorite character is, you know, Ultra Instinct Shaggy because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, they finally made the meme into a playable character. And yeah, man, uh, I've just been having fun. And it's very easy, like Smash, it's simple to pick up. You can play casually. I think they're going to be adding ranked when season one comes out. So if you're if you're a sweat, you can get get on ranked and whatnot. Ricky Morty will be released um, in the first season. Along, they're saying that they're going to update this after every season, add a new character, and we'll name some of the characters we think might be in that game. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you give your your impression of the game, man. What you've been thinking of it? I think this is fantastic. I think this game is, like you said, closest the closest we've gotten to Super Smash Brothers. I think Super Smash Brothers is a, especially Ultimate Melee and Brawl, even though Brawl does have those faults. I think those are 10 out of 10 games. I think this is like a, a 7 or 8, whereas Nickelodeon's version was like a 3. I think this is the closest we've gotten to so far. And it really shows to me, like, one of the bigger things, I think, one of the biggest, like, takeaways from this game so far is that this genre is possible. Like people should do more games like this. You just need right. to execute it very well and and emulate. Don't be afraid to copy things from Super Smash Brothers. I think one of the things that people, especially like PlayStation All Star Battle Royale and the Nickelodeon Clone, got wrong is they didn't lean close enough to Super Smash Brothers. Take most of the the lessons from that because it's already an established. It's already an established game out there. You have the blueprint. Right. You have the license. You have like the guidelines of this is how these games are meant to be played. Create a copy of that. Go full-fledged, create a full-fledged copy of that game, add the original voice actors, and really take love and care into making very cool movesets and very cool, like, character designs. And you really got us made. Like, you can do one of these for every genre if you wanted to, and we're going to eat it all up. That's what this game proves. My main character that I play as right now is Wonder Woman, and I play Wonder Woman's one of my mains, and then I also play as um the Adventure Time guy. I I, I don't know Adventure oh, Time Jay? Well, but yeah, Come on, yeah. Was, I hate him because that one <laughs> we just spin his backpack around so goddamn annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one of my first characters I unlocked, so I was just like I got pretty good with him. 
Um, but I'm not one of these people, like, again, I'm not a multiplayer person. Um, I play multiplayer games like Smash because it is very much like when I have people over, I'm able to actually play that. But I'm playing online, not quite not quite my jam. So I did play online quite a bit. I think I put close to, like, four to five hours into this game. I got uh, It was basically on that release weekend, and I really sunk myself into it. And that shows how fun this game is. It got me, who's not Mr. Multiplayer, into this game and really sucked me in. I think there this game has room to grow, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Yeah, man. And now let's just uh, do a thing that everybody loves do the speculations of what yeah, for sure. What um what's coming out now? The speculation is from these data mine links, a few of the characters that have been speculated. Well, um, Eleven from Stranger Things, which kind of raised my eyebrow to that. Cause like, okay. Then we had Godzilla. I could see that because they need another yeah, giant sure. character. They need, they need the giant character in there. They're not going to um, stop with Godzilla, I believe. I think they're going to yeah. go full-fledged into that monster universe. I it fully expect if Godzilla gets in, Kong is getting in as well. Then, uh, yeah, I would definitely love to see Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, who... who who else did they say? Oh, they did say that uh, they were going to add more characters from Game of Thrones. Like that—that that was yeah. another league. So Daenerys um, and the Hound from Game of Thrones, two of my favorite characters in the show. Okay, so let me actually look at this list to see the the leaks. Uh, the, okay, so the um, the confirmed characters you got Rick and Morty. We already know that. Now, um, lead characters, the Joker from DC, I can kind of see that, to be honest. I, I can, like, it, it's the Joker. Like, the Joker is just as profitable as Batman. I, I can see that. Oh, yeah. And and think about it from WB's Discovery's perspective. Like, they can put the Joker in here, and they can sell three skins of the Joker, or, like, four skins of the Joker, because they can put in, like, the animated version. They can put in Heath Ledger's version. They can put in, like... I'm, I'm going to say something controversial here, but I didn't necessarily like um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. They can put him in here as well. So you can go right. full-fledged and put like all these different costumes with all these different voices in that game. It just fits. Right. It really does. Right. I'm going to go more down this. Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Nubia from D- DC, maybe, because not many people know Nubia. Raven, I can definitely see that. Oh, yeah. One of the... One of the leaked images in Data Mine Leaks was Gandalf. I Ooh, let's go. Then they got Legolas. Harry I'm fine. Potter. Give us all four of the main characters from like Lord of the Rings, and I'm down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Fred Flintstone, okay. Johnny Bravo. I, I don't know why you want to use him. Oh, uh, man, let's go. Do the monkey with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got Mad Max um ben 10 now that will be a very fun character to use because that one's gonna be good yeah king kong godzilla we 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 said those neo from the matrix i would love that scorpion and sub-zero i I feel like it's kind of a given to put the put them in there yeah they're part of wb games so anybody that's part of wb games should be in this yeah then you got gizmo from gremlins Emmett from uh, the Lego movie, which I feel like that would be a fun character to use. Mm-hmm. My man, Static Shock. I Ooh, love to go. see him. Poison Ivy, Black Adam, Craig of the Creek, the Wicked Witch of the uh, of the West, you know, from the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of and Oz, then you got um, Daenerys Tangarian, you know, from uh, Game of Thrones. As I was dating my link. So those are the characters. I'm hold looking on, forward on. to it. We're missing a couple of them. It, okay. So, according to this link, we also have um, Fred Flintstone from the Flintstones. My boy, oh, my boy, Samurai Jack. Oh yeah, Samurai Jack, and then um, the Powerpuff Girls. The Powerpuff Girls all being one fighter, Animaniacs all being one fighter as well. Daffy Duck okay. slash Duck um, slash Duck Dodgers, and then. My boy Ted Lasso. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna beat you down with positivity. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Let's go. 
If they're not but letting yeah, us throw biscuits at people, man, I, I, I give <laughs> a just give me a refund. But yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait. Well, can't wait to see it, see this game grow. I hope that this fan base is still consistent because I really do and really enjoy this game and I see a future for it. And I feel like it's needed because it's not that they don't have that many wins. No, for sure not. WB games needs as many like golden wins as possible because let's face it, they only have three big games out right now. And that's like Marvel. I mean, that's Gotham Knights is coming out. Hogwarts legacy is coming out. And then this game just got put out. So, you know, they need something. I'm still waiting for my Injustice 3 too. So, oof, you might be waiting for a while. <laughs> I, I I know. But, man, hey, we, we managed to do it. We a little five minutes over, but got it done in the hour. Now, guys, I'm going to be restarting the stream back. Just have to get everything situated for Brandon Popcorn. But this has been a fun episode of the first or second episode of the Brandon Controller. Again, Sebastian, welcome to the podcast, fam. And um, you, you're you more than welcome to stay for a little bit for our movie review show if, if you got time. But if you, if you got to go, I completely understand, man. I understand. Um, Thank you all so much for having me. Um, I would love to stay, but unfortunately, I got to get some yum-yums. You know, a brother got to eat. Oh, but, yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, for sure. But thank you all so much for having me. I can't wait to do more and more of these episodes. We look forward to them every single week. Also, check out my uh, my own um, podcast called The Pro Nerd Report. We release a whole bunch of dope content on that as well. So check that podcast as well. You can get it on all podcast services. But I look forward to giving you all that sweet, nerdy goodness on Bring the Controller right here every single week. So yes, thank you all again right. for having me, and I can't wait to be back. Man, thank you, and y'all, y'all know the spill. You can go on our link tree slash bring the popcorn. Where's all of our links from our Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, even our merch store. We might be switching merch stores because I think I might found one better. Because and for all you baldies, this merch store has hats. So I know y'all need some hats. So they got all that. I'm still trying to work the kinks out with all that, but that's where you find all of our channels. Join the Facebook group. That's bring the bring the popcorn. Uh, we all we have Facebook. Facebook. We have we have like we interact with everybody. We everybody makes silly posts. We do movie polls. I don't worry. I did not forget the Garfield bad movie review. Just trying to find the proper time to do it because I have other bad movie reviews I want to do because there's a lot of these movies. They so bad, but oh, there's so much rich content in there. But, y'all, that goes for the first, second episode of the Brand of Controller. I'm your host, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead, and friend, and our Friendly Neighborhood Nerd, Sebastian, once again. Welcome to the podcast, fam. Glad to have you. And with that being said, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.